Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The promos are real good. Our boy Yang has figured out the promos. Bang on promos. He just hasn't figured Not- out, like, the start time of the show. Yeah, Nah, I, I, I got Yang's back. I got Yang's back on this one. He did a great job today. That could have got even worse. There was a major, uh, major meltdown. So he handled Twitter. it well. No, he did. He did I'll great, give guys. Him so listen, full marks. Twitter, uh, Twitter's blowing up today. We got some great stuff. Wiley and George, you're gonna like this one, George. And I like that George was concerned that Cam knew his ex-girlfriend's birthday so readily. Yeah. Uh, Wiley, Wiley Coyote in Montreal says, uh, does Cam know his current girlfriend's birthday? Just wondering. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's passed. All right. Uh, our boy, I, I, yeah, these our guys boy, love to Dr- stir it up. Brancy, they yeah, love to Drusilla. stir Put the ladle in. Yeah. Drusilla in Queens. Drusilla's in Queens. He says, uh, Rivera shouldn't even be a Hall of Famer. Not many closers came in with so many as many two and three run leads as this guy for minimal work during the Yankee era. Um, nah, he's lights out though. Nah, come Rivera, come on, Rivera. Rivera to me really is the best closer of all time. Like there, are, to me, there's not a guy that was like I'm with oh, you. shit. Like when I yeah, had money I think, on a game and I had against yep. the Yankees, I was like, we're not hitting this guy. We're screwed, dude. Rivera's, he never gave, like he was amazing. Rivera is so much better than Trevor Hoffman. It's not even debatable, right? So, oh, way no, better. I, I, I know that's the thing. And they're talking about Trevor Hoffman. Are you kidding me? Rivera was lights out. I, I, I agree. He's hands. He's head and shoulders above everyone. I mean, listen, Dennis Eckersley was great. Lee Smith will always be my guy. Yep. Lee Smith should be in the Hall of Fame. Like Lee. What, what about Lee Smith? Uh, George Lee Smith. He's tough, Gabe. Yeah, I don't think. It's, once again, he was ne- maybe one year. He was the best. At his position. I know, Over but that, he, he was the all-time like save leader, though. Yeah, he, was, he was a compiler. And there, listen, compiler. there's something to be said for compilers, <laughs> Compiler. Inputter. Yeah. Compiler. But there's something to be said for that. It means you were around a long time, and that's valuable, right? It's valuable like to play a long time. There's a reason why, as a Yankee fan, Thurman Munson doesn't make it. You know, Don Manny doesn't make it because they didn't play long enough. Because it is important to play a certain amount of years. I, 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 I believe that. That's I crazy. Donnie that. Baseball, one of the most famous names of all time, too, in players. <laughs> He's not in. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to Bob Shirley and screwing around the clubhouse. Damn it. Donnie Baseball. Um, so, yeah, tw- Twitter's uh, blown up. Some uh, good stuff on Twitter. Listen, we can go on and on and on and on about uh, about the baseball. But I did a poll question right now. We've already got 44 votes in about three minutes, so it's pretty quick. I said, is Kurt Schilling a Hall of Famer? And if so, is he being held out due to his political views or because he's an asshole? I said, uh, not a lot of. <laughs> That's how I word it. I said, well, well so we got 36% says put him in. 11% say he wasn't good enough. 11% say politics. 11, uh, 42% say asshole. Asshole. 
That's about right. <laughs> I like that option, asshole. <laughs> uh, perfect. Uh, other names, just quickly, and we'll move on uh, from this, was uh, Mike Mussina. Mike Mussina is not a Hall of Famer. No. Same as Pettit. Todd Helton. I like Todd Helton a lot, but... Uh, I put Walker in before Helton. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, me too. And, uh, there, were co- there were there were a few other, like... Uh, there, there, there are a few other. Uh, Roy Halliday's getting in. That's a lot. Oh yeah, Roy, Roy, Roy Halliday. Yes. No, he, he won't. Is. He won't. He what? Won't. Now that's crazy, George. You got to think Roy Halliday is a Hall of Famer. I paper. think Come Roy on. Halliday gets in. Um, I mean, yes. He's the last, the last true just the, starting pitcher who completed what he started. Exactly. He still leads. I think since he left. Yeah. Maybe, maybe since two thousand. He's a Hall of Famer game for games. fun. It's not even debatable, man. Roy Halliday's one of the best. I don't know. I think and it's play for the Blue Jays. Come on, man. What he did with the <laughs> Phillies in that playoff game? No, I'm just saying those guys—they they had some junk on that team. Like, no, he, he did everything. He he hit, he hits all the check marks. Postseason, getting fired up. George. Everything. No, I love Roy Halladay. Uh, he's fantastic. So I, I, I it, it, it won't. Well. It won't hurt. It won't hurt Doc Holliday that he was beloved by the media, right? Yeah, he's all. Yeah, he's a nice guy too, and he's great. He's uh, he'll get in. I'm not so sure he will. I'm not trying to be a jerk, and I'm not even saying that he shouldn't be. I'm just saying I'm not sure he will. Yeah, I don't think it's a it's a lock. I don't, but I think he will get it. I don't think he gets in first ballot or anything like that. I think it's going to take a couple of years, but I uh, I do think he'll get in. I think though, you look like look how long it took Jack Morris to get in. He was hated. I'm still not sure he should. What Jack Morris? Jack Morris was great. Yeah, no, it does, it's old school, George. Those guys used to pitch deep into games, too. Listen to this. Respect for those yes. guys, man. L- listen to this. It's, it's, it's a totally decent. different baseball game now. Guys are well, guys get standing ovations guys. after four or five innings of work. Are you kidding me? Guys used Every, to complete would, games. There's a pretty low bar for being nominated. Yeah, like, yeah. Rick Ankeel is on the ballot. That's a joke. That God like, no. what, like, what, what the, uh, dude, I'm reading it. National Baseball Hall of Fame on the ballot for the first time. Rick Ankeel. Pass. Like Rick Ankeel, like the, the the guy couldn't like he yeah the yips. He to, yeah. yeah like come on what do you what do you like I don't understand like how he's even on like come on Jason Bay Lance Berkman Freddie Garcia John Garland Travis Hafner so it's basically guys no pass 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 no they shouldn't even be on the ballot in George's right, Hall so of here, Fame they won't even get a here sniff. He, here are the done. real names here Edgar Martinez he keeps yes. getting closer yes. Yes, I, I vote yes. He, he, he got seventy percent. He's getting freaking close. <laughs> like, yeah, he, I, listen, I do think you get you get minuses for not playing the field. It's an important part of the game. You can't field. So you need seventy five percent, guys. Yeah, he gets. It. I, I don't know about this. I would assume, actually. I would assume this year seventy five. This is his tenth year on the list. Tenth year on the oh, list. Then I think he'll, then he'll definitely get it. Yeah, Mike Mussina, sixty three percent. I don't see a twelve percent jump. You're right. Edgar's going to get in because they need a couple of guys. Roger Clemens, 57%. He's not getting in. Barry Bond's not getting in this year. Nope. Chilling. Come on. Like, Kurt Schilling only has 51% of the vote. Like, come on, man. Like, it's that's, that's garbage. Yeah. Like, Kurt Schilling deserves to be right up there. Like, Kurt Schilling should be at the 73% mark, and they should be debating in a hotel room right now. Are we putting him in or not? Like, you know what I mean? Larry Walker, 34. Fred McGriff, 23. Manny Ramirez, 22. Jeff Kent, Gary Sheffield, Billy Wagner, Scott Rowland, Sammy Sosa, only 7% of the vote. Andrew Jones, 7%. 
All right. Uh, so let's let's move on. But hey, God bless baseball. Hey, no, let's not yeah. move on from baseball. Let's let's move on from the hall. And let's ask George, the resident Yankee fan, yeah. James Paxton. Paxton. What, what's your what's your uh, what's your take on the deal with Paxton for uh, Justice Sheffield? Well, you have to like it if you're the Yankees. Uh, whether or not you think uh, Paxton's a number one or a number two, he, I don't think he's any, any worse than a number two. So you have to like it. It gives them starting pitching depth. It really wasn't going to be there in free agency, you know, other than maybe you get Corbett, who's really certainly no better than Paxton. Yeah. He might be another Paxton. So you get this. Sheffield, a high price to pay, sure. Their top prospect. But, you know, depending on what scout you talk to, I know Keith Law loves him, thinks he's a future possible number one. But most scouts think he's either a number three or a bullpen guy. So they have some worries there. So I think for the price you paid, it was worth it. I think the Yankees did a good job here. My only concern is, well, there's two concerns. One, that's one. He's hurt every year, you know, so you're going to have to manage him somewhat. And two is, you know, he's not 26. He's 30. You only yeah. have two years of control for him until he's 32, and then he's going to want a, bi- a bigger, not a huge contract, he'll be too old, but then he'll want a bigger deal here. So the Yankees don't have long-term control here. That would be my only worry. But the catch, Boston, I like the deal. I think the Yankees made a solid deal here. You know, one thing, George, and I, I talked about this, Cam, uh, this morning, too, and I told Corey about this. Uh, I read it. I was reading what, what Cashman was saying, and they were talking about Sonny Gray. And, you know, it was basically, you know, Cashman didn't throw him under the bus by name, but he basically stated that now more than ever, George, and Cam, they put more emphasis into really, really, really digging into whether they think the guy can handle playing in the Bronx or not. And what's what's his personality? And Cashman was saying that with the players that he's looking at, he goes, we need to have someone that coached him, someone that played with him. We need to know people that we trust that know him. Like they're almost, we need guys to vouch for guys almost now, uh, you know, basically. And you can attest to this, Cam. You saw Paxton. I guarantee you Paxton isn't thinking yep. to himself, oh, shit, man, I'm going to New York. This is going to be no, crazy. No, he loves he's it. Gonna he, 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 Paxton been, right away, yep. he said, bring it on. I want to win. I can't yep. believe this. I can't wait to get to New York. He's Canadian. George, you're a hockey guy. Paxton's like a hockey player on a, on a baseball hill. You know what I'm saying? He's tough. He'll physically, he'll mentally be able to handle this. He's not going to melt down if he gets, you know, whatever. He's, he, he's going to be into it. You mentioned it, though. You know, can he stay healthy? That that's the key. But when he does, he's a good pitcher. Forty one and twenty six career pitcher, guys. It's hard to argue about this deal if you're a Yankee fan. I mean, you, everybody knows the Yankees need pitching, right? right exactly. They don't need Machado. Tanaka, they don't need no. Harper. Mafia. They need pitching. But that's that's the next point here. Think about this. You know, assuming I don't know if they're going to sign Corbin or not. Now, maybe they're staying away from that market. Maybe the market was too expensive for Corbin, and that's why they went into the trade market here. I believe Pax is making $5 million this year. It might be six, but it's low. It's not a high deal here. The Yankees are well, and I mean well, under the cap here. Uh, if they keep doing these small little deals, I think they're waiting in the weeds uh, for Harper or Harper, yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's Harper as well, Cam. I, I do, too. Because I, I think it's Harper, Lefty in that too. lineup. I think it's lefty in that line, but it's really what they need here. And I think Machado with that non-hustling thing really might have killed himself. That's not going to play in New York. But uh, I'm wondering if the Yankees, they keep doing these low-bridge deals here. Let's say they sign Hap now, and he gets, I don't know, $15 million a year. Still not a lot yeah. as far as the Yankees are concerned. Yep. I wonder if you're going to hear about Harper. All of a sudden, just, you know, uh, not the Yankees are out, out, out. Yankees signed him for $100 million, uh, 10 years, da 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 done. That's well, what I'm waiting for. John, all of a sudden, done. Here's John Morosi, who's uh, respected. Not quite Rosenthal, et cetera, but, you know, Morosi's credible enough. Says the Yankees are having internal discussions about uh, Bryce Harper 
and uh, they want to propose. I don't know if you saw this, George. They want Bryce Harper to play first base. Man, he's a pretty good athlete here. I don't know if you want to waste not, – not that I'm putting down first baseman here, but I don't know if you want to waste him at first base. I think that could be a mistake. Are we giving up on Greg Bird? You know, uh, yeah. Which probably, I don't really yeah. have a problem with. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you're giving up on Bird. You know, Voight, which I think Voight is uh, another Shane Spencer. Nice little run there, but that, that's coming to an end as soon as he gets – I don't know time, if uh, Harper – Harper's not a New York guy. I'm going to tell you right now. He's not a New York guy. He, he's he won't fit in. Here. He will. Like, he's thin-skinned. He's, he's, a, he's, he's from Vegas, man. Like, he's a West Coast dude. I, I mean, the Dodgers, I don't know, man. Like, all you almost need to know is the Dodgers aren't even interested in this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of strange. Unless the Dodgers are just, like, really quiet about it. But from what I heard, the Dodgers are like, nah, he's not worth it, really. There's baggage with him. He's kind of uh, he's a distraction. The, the market on Harper isn't as, as hot as I think he was hoping it was going to be. Remember a couple of years ago, guys, they were talking about Harper and Jose Fernandez uh, getting $500 million. And maybe may he rest in peace. And now Harper, Harper ain't, you know, a lot of people think Harper's overrated, guys. Well, he is. I mean, he is overrated. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think there's much really doubt about that. But he's still, he's a, he's a good player. And I, I said, and I 100% agree with Cam here. I think the lefty separates Stanton, separate Jones, Sanchez. Yeah, it's they huge. Are, Bring up that lineup. That, right, for that's, that that's porch big. to put a left-hander in there when Gregorius gets back later this season, it makes a lot of sense. But that being said, I, I just I don't know if I'm a big fan of putting him at first base. You can't just put a garbage can at first base. I think he's going to be great there. It is an important position. Yeah. You need so, to sign. Uh, Hap. You need to that. sign Hap too, uh, there, George, and, and tell tell Sonny Gray it's been a slice. You're done. Well, Sonny Gray's gone. You're hearing it horrible. Uh, the, uh, Sonny Gray the talked about it. That guy, honestly, I, your, I, your I was right on that and one. Your I was, yeah, <laughs> and your change, Sonny. I, I told you. I mean, me and Marenzi actually one time I was like, I don't. Th- I think Sonny Gray's at the end of the line. Like when he was in Oakland, it's just their sister. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was I, wrong. I bigged him up when he, when the yeah. Yankees got him. I was like, oh, it's a great yeah, move. I didn't like it. He just he just couldn't pitch at home. Like, no, he uh, can't. He's, 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 I've never seen a guy like that went from like great stuff and whatever to get murdered. Like it's it's like he lost it, and I don't think he's going to get it back. Jay Happ lost it. Then he then he then he figured out how to pitch again. You know what I mean? You had to change. You have to change things up. You know, like <laughs> corners a little bit more. I don't know. I didn't Sonny plan. I didn't, horrible. I didn't think it would turn into the baseball hour. Where's Matt Mo, Mo, Modica with us here? We yeah, I know. And George, we've even yeah. got the hockey. The Oilers fired their coach, and uh, these turkeys. Lots of things are happening too at the, the referee George Kurtz. Two yes. coaches bit the right. dust today. Yep. Exactly. So, Adrian Beltre also retired. Last baseball thought, Adrian Beltre retired. Hell of a baseball player. He yes. is a Hall of Famer. Adrian Beltre yes. is a Hall of Famer. Yes. Just don't just, just don't pat his head. Yeah, don't no, touch his I, head. No, Good they, point. Yeah, he doesn't like to be touched. Listen, <laughs> Beltre finishes an incredible career here. Great career. He always flew under the radar. Uh, 3,166 hit 16th all-time. 636 doubles 11th all-time. 477 home runs, 30th all-time, 1,707 RBIs, 24th all-time, 1,524 runs scored, 64th all-time, a slash of 286, 339, and 480. His OPS was 116. Uh, Four-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger, five-time Gold Glover, two-time Platinum Glover. And banged up, He was hurt a lot, too. He Uh, still did these things. Very impressive. He tore his testicle. Exactly. Yeah, 10th all-time in defensive war. How about this, too? 10th all-time in defensive war, trailing only Brooks Robinson among third Ooh. basemen, who only happens to be arguably the best defensive third baseman of all time. Um, and you know what? And something, 
He's also the the leading uh, international foreign hitter of all time. Like we talk about Ichiro and stuff. Like nobody, a no non-American, has had more hits and more success than Adrian Beltre. Like he's a legend. Like he's a Dominican legend. Like he's the guy is yep. he's he's For just everything. You know, he, he's a yeah he's a freaking legend. All right, so it's funny. Our boy Big Cat always calls us from Edmonton. I'll throw it to you two puckheads here. Even though I'm a puckhead too, but uh, you are you guys you are uh, still. You're still a yeah, yeah, head. but yeah, yeah, I know, but I got, I got, uh, I got a lot of other issues to deal with. Right now. So I'll start with you, Cam. <laughs> the Edmonton. Yes. So the big cat said, "What are they going to do with the Edmonton?" I don't know, guys. They've gone through you know a million what? freaking coaches. This I like this at the top. Yeah, it does, it does, it does. But I'll tell you one thing that Hitchcock's going to do, and I'm not. I think George will agree. Connor McDavid. The one thing about his game is it's the two way game. It's the same as Austin Matthews, and Hitchcock will do one thing. McDavid won't be. The, the guy gave, he'll probably have a few less points, but I think his whole total game, defensive game, and better, in, it's, he's going to be better in his end. Attention to detail. The Oilers have too many young guys that, uh, you know, they float and they get out of the system. I don't know what George thinks, but it'll be a good move. All right. On the other side, we'll keep George for one more segment, and uh, we'll let him get back on with his life. We enjoy uh, kicking yes. it with George here. Uh, Ken, Ken Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah. Ken Hitchcock, Ooh. the new head coach. My Oilers. Guy successful. My Oilers. I don't have a problem with Hitchcock either. He, he brings discipline into a room, this guy. Yeah, he does. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. He can't really think I'm rough on you on this show sometimes. No, no. You're more, it's different with Corey. You and him have a different type of argument. You kind of beat me down for talking too fast on my uh, picks and DFS lineup. But, yeah, you said it. They win the game. They're a better team. Saints are better. Saints exactly. are better That's than the Rams. They're, they're just a better Corey, team. Corey, I'm going to care about this game. Saints are better. Corey has a hard, t- Corey has a hard time with everybody. scoreboards. He, he doesn't understand yeah. that. Like, uh, he's like... <laughs> The Saints, I think the Saints are much better than the Rams, actually. I think their defense is better. Their offense is better. Everything's better. I know the Rams have flashy, gritty, grit, uh, you know, glitzy players and stuff like that. Look what the Saints do to people week in and week out. Yeah, yeah. They murder you. The Rams won. Games the Rams aren't won close. last night, but the Rams and Saints play tomorrow. I'm taking the Saints, right? I like, like the Saints. You know? Big time. Um, one. So, last thing on hockey, we'll give it to George with Ken Hitchcock and... Uh, I see some sad news here, actually, and I really mean this. I just sort of saw, I saw his name, and I'm reading his career, and I'm looking at a picture of him right now in the corner fighting for a puck uh, with Butch Goring. And uh, my condolences to uh, former Leafs player, coach, and uh, longtime NHLer Dan Maloney. Dan Maloney like Dan has Maloney. passed away. Mm-hmm. Age 68, uh, George. Just, you know, 
sort of part of that NHL that I grew up with, man. Maloney could put the puck in the net, and, man, he's a great player. He could also fight. Old-school, tough guy. You know, but he could put the 192 goals, still racked up 1,500 penalty minutes. Good, He was a good hockey player. Yeah, hockey family there. Yeah, I did not hear that. That's a, a tough time of year for that, too. So, yes, our, definitely our condolences out there to the Maloney Yeah, so family. his family, so what? Was his brother the coach of the Rangers, too? Like, there's another one, right? The other Maloney. Don. Don Maloney. Yeah, Don. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Don, yeah. It's One sad, had that tapping goal against the Islanders in the, uh, what, the 83-84, was the 82-83, whatever, the Ken Morrow game. The goal that was disputed back then, uh, whether or not he got a high stick or not. They didn't review Ken it Morrow. back then. Won a Stanley Cup and the, the gold medal. Ken Morrow yes. had a nice little career when you think about it. For a guy who really didn't, he was more of a defensive Guys, he, player he than left, anything else. He won, so he was on the 1980 U.S. Olympic team. Yep. And went right to the NHL and won the Stanley Cup with the New York Islanders. What a year. Not bad. Not yeah, bad. Not bad. <laughs> not, look at all those guys on that American you know, I was team, Canadian. Like, you know, no, most Christian of them were bust, bro. And Jim Craig and all those guys. Like, they, what, it's, it's crazy that they even like. Look, I was a goalie. Monster. I was a goalie like, my whole life and stuff. So I love goalies. Just explain yeah. some things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So even though <laughs> that, I was—that's uh, what they say, George. Goaltenders, either the craziest yeah. guy in the room or the quietest guy in the room. Tools no of ignorance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, goalies. Are, yeah, it's true. You play hockey. Your goalie's usually a nut job, or he's an introvert and doesn't want to talk to anybody. Well, you think but about Jim playing Craig. Goalie. Your job is to stand in front of a puck, a frozen, vulcanized rubber, rubber six rubber. ounces. It hurts. And, and purposely want it to hit you. Yeah. That doesn't sound normal. You know what I liked? I liked playing goalie because I was just on the ice all the time. Yeah, good point. Like that was my deal. You, I, was like, I played. I was the backup on every team as well. So uh, I same. I just like. I like the. Uh, you're involved. You're always involved. I used to tell my guys exactly. if I play goalie, you better hope that first shot hits me. It doesn't matter if it's a, if it's a wobbler, if it's a going two miles an hour. Because if that first shot goes in, it's going to be a long night, boys. Oh yeah, yeah. You want to get yeah. the touch of the puck there. Same thing, like when I was a kid and I played baseball, uh, I was a catcher. And um, I liked that, too, because I was involved in every play, every pitch. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, uh, but as I got um, as I got older there, they shoved me in left field. <laughs> never, never My arm, people were, people were stealing bases on me, Cam, you know, like uh, coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got problems getting out of that crouch, right, Morenci? Long legs. Yeah, yeah, you need no. to be a little shorter. Was, pop up and gun oh, him down. I was a cocky goal. kid, too, guys. I used to try to throw the ball from my knees to second base, and it would one-hop it. Yeah, like, I was luck. a kid. Like, uh, I used to, like, I used to like get set up catcher sometimes with my leg out. Remember, like, Tony Pena, the old catcher? He used to put yeah, his leg Benito out. Santiago also. Yeah, yeah. I used to do yeah. that when I was a kid. My my coach was like, what the hell are you doing? You're not a big leaguer. I was like, coach, I saw like, <laughs> you know. So, um, so Ken Hitchcock is back once again. George, is this a case of, like, the old boy network, or is this a good hire? Well, it depends on how you look at this. You know, Ken, you started to hit it. I actually agree with both of these, what you said. I completely agree with Cam. Ken, Hitchcock will put accountability for those players. He's legit. Everybody knows who Ken Hitchcock is. Probably a borderline Hall of Fame coach. So he'll put, yep. you know, no one can say, oh, it's Yeah, I'd say he's a Hall of Famer. Who cares? I think so. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Day, yeah, for, Ken, for what Ken he's Hitchcock's done, he's a done, Hall of Famer. He's done it at all levels, junior, yeah, he's, international, he's, yeah, yeah, and National Hockey League. He, he checks he's an elite boxes. coach. He's yes, an elite but my coach. My problem would be this, and can't, uh, Gabe, you started to hit on this. This is now their eighth head coach yeah. in 10 years. 
Sooner or later, it's not the head coach's fault anymore. I know. There are other I problems know. here. <laughs> yeah, maybe the G- maybe she what Chiarelli needs to go here. Maybe he needs to go bye bye. Maybe the guy in player development or whatever it is, the guy who's making the draft picks. Maybe they need need to yeah. go. There seems to be other problems here. Now that I loved uh, McClellan, I didn't. You know, I, I think Hitchcock is certainly an improvement, but it's also this. Yeah. I mean, Hitchcock is retired now. What seventeen times? How how much longer is he going to be there? How much longer does he want? I know he's from Edmonton, so I'm sure that's part of it. But, you know, how much longer does he want? Does he want to coach next year, the year after? Or this is just a short-term, quick fix thing, and then you're going to hire some other, re- you know, I was going to say retard, but some other you know, terrible coach, retread, who's just not going to be able to get the job done. So there's a – I think I like the hiring of Hitchcock, but I need to know what direction is this organization going to go into into the future. I'm I sure think the problem with the Oilers, the they just don't – the problem is they have wicked, wicked, like, like an all-star team. They're like a video he, game. And when you have that much talent on your team, they don't do the little things. Like you're watching the game, George. Like, look how teams have changed. Like, the Rangers only give up one goal. They're playing defense all of a sudden. It's crazy. And, and then the, you know, it's like the Islanders get trots in there. They're starting to play better hockey. It's just one of those things. The Oilers, their defensemen float too much, and their and their and their forwards, they don't get back. They don't play team hockey. They're a bunch of individuals, and uh, I think Hitchcock will address that. I have no idea. I think I think they're a top heavy team, McDavid, Drysdale, yeah. you know, every, yeah. everybody else. You know, I guess they yeah. tried to I'm a little surprised. They traded Strom, right? They traded Strom to the Rangers, the aforementioned Rangers uh, over the weekend. You would have thought, you know, usually the first thing you do when your team is somewhat struggling, you trade the players, right? And then you let's see if that does it. That wakes them up. We traded Strom. You could be next if you don't start playing well. And then you give it a couple of weeks or a month. And then you ask the head coach if it doesn't change. Yeah. In this case, they sort of did one right after the other, which is somewhat surprising. I'll tell you guys one thing, Mike Yo Mike Yo won't get another uh, job. I think he's done. He's a guy that I don't think will get hired uh, again. I remember his Either, meltdown game point. with the Wild and then he, and then he yeah, goes yeah, to yeah. the Blues like uh, that's a guy that hasn't done it long enough, I don't think. I, it's been a nice run. He's like done. Michel, Michel, Michel Therrien. I don't think he's getting hired again. Either. You are, uh, you are uh, soft like butter. One thing I'll compare to, you're right. And we'll move into some football here, but yep. Aren't you know, I know the the Washington Nationals are better than the Edmonton Oilers. Because, you know, the Nationals have won a few division titles and they've won a lot of regular season games. But sort of a similar thing with the Nationals where, I don't know, man, you went through Matt Williams, Dave Martinez, Dusty Baker. Like, uh, eventually, uh, George, it's like, you know, like you said, it's not. I used to think it was Kevin Lowe. And I thought Kevin Lowe was sort of not a great president, just sort of egotistical and not the right moves. Edmonton have always just sort of had bad personnel and just, I don't know, there's something off with them, but same like with the Washington Nationals. You, you can fire as many managers as you want. Maybe it's just the guys in the damn room, the Harpers and the Strasburgs, et cetera. They don't, you know what I mean? Some teams just don't click. Look at the Washington Wizards right now. They're good players, but it just doesn't work. You know what I mean? It's not It's not fantasy sports where it's just numbers. There are, there's a human element to this that... Yes. You know, like, you could do the same thing over and over, like the definition of insanity saying there, over and over. You could do the same thing over and over with the Washington Nationals, guys. Nothing's changing. Like, that team needs to be broken up, too. And it's like the Oilers. I don't know. Like, it's just one of these deals that it, not, it, nothing will ever change. Like, it just it, it won't so, change. So, Marenzi, I guess you're insane. You're betting Ball State tonight? Uh, yeah, what the definition of insanity. It's a lot of, of points. <laughs> Well, pick at seventeen. Yeah, betting Mac football. Yeah, what is that at six thirty? Is it seven? Uh, no, it's seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. I'll, I'll keep you posted, okay. buddy. Uh, the inputter. So I'm seeing here. How about this, George? This comes out of nowhere. Ryan Tannehill starting on Sunday. I didn't even know he was coming Ooh. back this year. 
Yay, Ryan Tannehill's back. <laughs> <laughs> I might have finally lost an argument with Corey this morning. I, you know, I stand argument. by it, but Corey said that Ryan Tannehill is terrible. And I right. said that terrible is ter- – no, but terrible is a strong word. I said Nate Peterman is terrible. It's terrible. Ryan Tannehill is middle of R- the road. Ryan Fitzpatrick is terrible. No, like Ryan Tannehill to me, and it's funny because we looked at a bunch of different, you know, QB rankings, and, you know, the consensus is he's the 16th best quarterback in the NFL. I don't have a problem with that. That's middle of the road. But he's not terrible. George, your take on Tannehill. Well, when you look at it from your perspective, okay, he's not terrible. If you're going to say Peterman is the, the terrible, uh, the leader of terrible, I wouldn't put him in there. He's, a, what, a tier or two higher? He, I, I don't even know if he's average. So he's, to me, he's below average. So I'm not a, big, uh, not a big fan of Tannehill. I don't see what he's done. If you've ever watched him play, you watch the tape, you know, the coach's tape, especially back in when he first started, the last couple of years, he's been a bit injury ravaged, so it's hard to judge him. But he was—he didn't—he had the arm strength, but it was terrible at the deep ball. When Mike Wallace was there, Mike Wallace would be open, be behind, and he would underthrow him almost every time. Couldn't get the ball to him. Would miss obvious open receivers here. Uh, so I think he's one of those guys that got lucky. Didn't got you notice high. he was getting better? Didn't you notice he, he was, was getting better as as a quarterback, not you know as an to athlete, a but understand? But then he got he hurt. Get worse, you know. But he, now he can't stay healthy. Yeah. You know, and, I think he got lucky to get that big con- If he didn't have that big contract, I think Miami would have moved on a season or two ago. You know, really, he's not the man here. You know, I think, they, I think they're when – I, when I look at Tannehill, I know it's just being the Cowboy fan sounds uh, like I'm uh, comparing always to the Cowboys, but Prescott reminds me of him because the Cowboys yes. are going to be in the same sort of situation where yeah. they got to make a decision. Is it Prescott or is it not Prescott? They might make the wrong one, end up giving Prescott that $80 million contract when he really doesn't deserve it. Then in two, three years from now, go, oh, crap, he really wasn't the man. That's a that very Prescott good comparison. will be the quarterback in the future that, of the Cowboys. That is a great comparison. Like, I, I, I look at Prescott and Tannehill as almost yeah, Prescott's exactly an average quarterback. Tier. Yes, average. Correct. A little bit yeah, below. Middle, yeah, average. You know, uh, middle, middle of the road. All right. Um, uh, the Rams say that they rattled Mahomes in the second half. I'm seeing here. Let me get the quoted. I'd have to agree. Uh, you know, Mahomes finally got rattled at the end of the game, and he goes, uh, here is who says this. Um, this is uh, Fowler, Dante Fowler. I'd say towards the end of the last five minutes of the game, I you, I felt like he was a little rattled. When you're in situations like that, him being, I'll say, a rookie in his first year in a situation like that, it's kind of hard. We were putting a lot of pressure on him, and we did a good job. And I said the same freaking thing. I was on the air last night during the game, and I said, man, this is real for Mahomes now. Like, this is, you could tell, George, you could see it in his face. He finally looked like a kid, didn't he? Yeah. The last couple of minutes. It was almost like, man, he looks like a college kid. And there's, it was like, it's 100,000 rabid fans in L.A. The Rams defense was at the line talking smack to him. <laughs> like, you can just see it. What did he do? He threw up a duck interception. He gets the ball back. What's he do? He does it again. It's, you know, it's strange. Uh, everyone's praising Mahomes. You know, oh, great game. He had five turnovers. Five. I know. All right? I mean, and once again, bring it back to the Cowboys. You know, when they had their game, they won 48, lost to Denver. And this is one again when Romo threw for 506 yards, I think five touchdowns in that game, threw one interception on the pretty much the last play of the game, and he got crucified for it. You know, I don't know if it's different age, or so he's like Mahomes better than Romo, yeah, yeah. but it's just strange how per- perception of people. Five turnovers. I understand not everyone was his fault. 
All right, the last one, he just wants it. He's knocking sex up here, heaving up and praying. I get it. A couple of the uh, fumbles, all right. Yeah, it wasn't well blocked, but he had to know the man was coming. He had to secure the ball a little better there. But I just find it funny that, yes, the, the game last night was fantastic. You know, we're older guys. Uh, I can't remember a game like that. Not very often, anyway. It was fun to watch, granted. But still, five turnovers is five turnovers, man. Maybe they did get to him at the end. Maybe yes, maybe no. Maybe pressure was on because he knew he had to score pretty much every freaking uh, you know, every freaking possession also all over. But uh, I'm just surprised with the love he's getting and no one's being a little bit more critical of five turnovers. That's, that's a whole lot. It's because of the fantasy numbers. You see, oh, guy throws for 400 yeah. change, six touchdowns. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Like people that, in the world that we're living in, you know, uh, turnovers are not as important as they are in reality when you're talking about fantasy because the guy put up so many damn numbers. But I'm with you guys. I think uh, teams are going to start figuring, like Mahomes is an amazing talent, but teams are going to figure him out. It's just one of those things that happens over time, and we'll see We'll see what happens, uh, you know, down the stretch this year and in the second year because, the, you know what, Gabe, like there were some things at Texas Tech you saw. He did get panicked sometimes, and he did throw bad interceptions. That's the first time we've seen him look like that guy yeah, exactly. last night. Okay, George, before we get out of here, uh, your Dallas Cowboys are playing on uh, Thanksgiving. It's amazing what a difference a couple of weeks can make, yet – I'm not shocked by this turning of events only because we know this. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, this is what they do. You don't like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers change quarterbacks. It's like, all right, this guy sucks. So, okay, Fitzpatrick, Winston's sucking. So we're going to put Fitzpatrick in. Fitzpatrick played great, so let's make him the starter. And now once he's the starter, he sucks. We put Winston in, and Winston played great, so let's make him the starter. It's it's almost a similar situation with the Dallas Cowboys, with the oddmakers and betters. The Cowboys go on the road and win games. They go home, they're big favorites, they lose. And everyone says, oh, my God, Cowboys suck. You know, their, their offense is terrible. They're done. They go on the road, they upset people, uh, they go back home, and then they're once again made big favorites again, and it's rinse and repeat, and they lose again. <laughs> now, I'm not saying they lose this game, but it's amazing. And you know this, George. The Cowboys are a good road team. They're a bad home team. They're 31 and what? They're 30, 27, uh, 20, 27 and 31, excuse me. Uh, I think they played one more game at home since then too. So, uh, I but I, no, I, no, they didn't since the Tennessee game. So they're twenty-seven and thirty-one at Jerry World. They're not a good home team, but they're a good road team. And then people overestimate them. And now Alex Smith is out. Long-winded point here. I just think this point is a little high here. I'm not sure there's that much of a drop-off between Colt McCoy and and Smith. Now the spread's down to seven. What's your take on the football game, George? You know, can't get Tommy for uh, for not having more uh, faith in the Cowboys. You, you pretty much just yeah. said why. Whenever I think they're going to lose, they win. And when I think they're going to win, they lose. Good point. I, it's a great point, George. Every week. You think about that. Right? It's a short week. You're playing That's at what home against the team with a no offensive line and a backup quarterback. Now, Gabe, I do agree with you. I don't think McCoy is all that much worse, if, if any, than Alex Smith. So I don't think it's a big letdown here. But all signs point to Dallas winning this game. And it's, it's massively important to Dallas. Because what people may not realize, if Dallas loses this game, not only are you back to being two behind Washington, and you would have lost both games, but guess who you're playing next Thursday? I'll be the Saints. You're not winning that game. So you damn well better win Thursday. This game is really for the Cowboys' season. If they win here, then, well, you know, I think the season is safe here, and they'll fight for the NFC East title. I think 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, and seven at best wins that division. So it'll be a fun down the stretch here for the Cowboy fans. But there's no excuse to lose Thursday. Everything, I mean everything, is playing into your favor. Cowboys are going to win. They are. Cowboys are going to win, but are they going to cover Cam? I can almost... I can I see them win by, Col- like, like, pull it off at the end. Like, yeah, I think I might yeah. take Washington Colt McCoy. the Cowboys win. I don't know, but it hasn't Colt McCoy, George. You remember, you're, you know, he Colt McCoy started Colt on Thanksgiving, fine. though. He's in Dallas on Thanksgiving, hasn't he? His last win was in Dallas. 
It was, huh? Yeah. Wow. Of course, yeah. He's from Dallas. Cowboys are still going to win Thursday, damn it. George Kurtz here on Sundays with uh, Galena, Bovana, Stewart, and Kurtz. Thanks, George. Take care, George. Take care, guys. Have a great holiday. Dayroto.com. George Kurtz as well. Game Time Decisions continues. Red Heat and Rage Radio. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Yanks are uh, disappointed today because well, the show started a little bit later than usual. Yep. Uh, no, no fault of anyone. Just uh, we had uh, there were some tactical difficulties. <laughs> but Yank told me before the show, he goes, "I got my best playlist ever." <laughs> I wouldn't know because uh, we've had like the intro run like all day on the show. It's <laughs> a great this point. We don't really song. know. Yeah. yeah, we can't really give you yeah, a, the a first time card. Yeah, it's played. A lot of commercials, so we don't really have the full effect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what, Marenzi? You, you bring up a good point. We talked about before, like, there's things that you buy in the store that they just, you, 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 they can't duplicate. And I got to tell you, now I know why you're off those lasagnas. Those uh, Stouffer's lasagnas and where they suck. They suck compared to real lasagna. It blows. <laughs> like eating cardboard. Too. It is, man. It's just so salty and gross. So you go down to Al's and get real in you. Like, that's one thing I'm craving for. i very disappointed. I went to the store and picked up a lasagna. It sucks. God, man, frozen food blows. You know what? Uh, it's the one thing, honestly. And I'm drinking, uh, I'm sort of back. Um, oh, you're drinking healthier more, again. Uh, no, no, I'm more unhealthy. Oh. More unhealthy. Oh, unhealthy. Oh, go the other way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a blender. I don't make smoothies anymore. Uh, I do consciously eat fruit in the morning. I buy That's a fruit good. salad every morning from 7-Eleven. Nice. <laughs> the fruit blend. Why I pound not? it back with like a, uh, a protein shake. So I don't have the, uh, I buy like this 30, 30 gram protein uh, chocolate milk thing. And uh, I eat a, gla- yeah, I have a sugar glazed donut though in the morning with the show every day. Yeah, I, I can't help it. I, get going. I'm, gu- I'm guilty too, buddy. I love those apple fritters. You can't start a morning without a sugar rush. Nice <laughs> uh, bowl of Lucky Charms. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm drinking. It's not too bad. I'm drinking, like, um, I don't even finish the whole bottle now. Like, I'm sick of it before the end now instead of guzzling it. But uh, yeah. I'm drinking, like, a liter of, like, I don't get the two liter, but I buy a liter of ginger ale or Mountain Dew to pound back with dinner. But I'm not drinking. Yeah. I don't drink, like, sodas, like, on their own or anything like that. But I'll take I'll uh, another yeah, thing. I haven't though, been Gabe. the ultimate healthy guy. But, I'm you know, don't. tonight, I don't know. I was going over the Malibu Diner tonight. I'll show you the menu. Ooh, Malibu Diner. Yeah, don't get into those breakfast uh, replacement drinks like I did for a while. Man, they're high in calorie. I'm like, I'm not having breakfast, but I'm getting fatter. It's like those things are like 360 calories for a little shot. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. You're a rake, so you can have breakfast drinks. I'm just saying, though, man, there's a lot of calories in those those boosts and insurers and all that crap. I need those calories. Plus, I walk a lot, too, right? I'm already thin. 
Yeah, yeah, I walk a lot. I'm already dead. But no, I've been. Uh, it's, the, it's the one thing I'll say, like um, that uh, I've enjoyed. The food is very good in New York. Like, oh, yeah, it's, of course, especially it, in it has to be. And the Italian like food in my I neighborhood, would say it too. it's tough. Oh yeah, yeah. Like there's, it's just good. Like you said, like uh, the quality. You don't last if you're not good, right? Like Al's yep. has been there since 1976. If it sucked, people wouldn't pack the place every day, right? Exactly. I think New York State in general has good food. You say what you want about Buffalo. Like, when I go to Buffalo, their pizza and wings are, like, off the chain good. Like, I mean, the best. Like, you know what I mean? You go to those local restaurants there. They're piling up. So you said it. Like, the portions are well, big. Even it's blessing. tasty. It's good. Admits so it. Blessing knows. Like, look, like Blessing's lived in Vegas for, I don't know, about 20 years now or so, 15, 20 yep. years. And... You know he's 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 a Las Vegas like right like he's 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 a Las yes. Vegas guy. I mean he knows he loves the city. He'll defend the city. It's his hometown now per se. You know what I mean? But even he, t- you know, I remember when I moved there, he told me he goes, "Yeah, it's great here." Food. But he goes, <laughs> you're gonna, "Food sucks." He goes, "You're gonna find the food sucks." And it's true. Blessing basically gave me a list. He goes, "These are good places that are sort of East Coastish." You know what I mean? It's sort of owned by guys from the East Coast, but. I don't know. People have told me this, and you're more of an expert on food than me, but I was told, Cam, there, the pizza sucks in Vegas. Oh, and it's I was told it's, it's the water. It's the water, and it makes it makes bad dough. There's something about the water in Nevada Ex- that, that can't make good it. dough, if that makes sense. I don't know about how or it why. It makes though. total sense. It's like beer, Gabe. Think about it. What, can, I could tell the difference because I drink it between, like, a clean beer and whatever because some places use, like, spring water, distilled water. It has the paste. The problem with Vegas well, is have, the way the yeah. water is. It's too. It's got too many things, and yeah, it doesn't. It, the dough doesn't taste right. Like you could taste like a clean dough, and it's like, ah, oh, that's nice. But it's got kind of yeah. The good point. The Vegas pizza. You know what the Vegas dough is? Kept? It's, it's horrible. Soggy. It's horrible. Yes, it's, it is. Soggy. You can't. They, you can't get it not soggy. Like I used to tell them, yeah. well done with the pizza. Yeah. And you know who the only good pizza I could get in Vegas was? Domino's. I don't oh, know, yeah, dude, if do they were bringing in their dough. From, no, but I don't know if they were flying their dough in from Michigan or, like, what they were doing. But, like, it was good. Like, Dom, like I used to, man, because, you know, I'm not bringing – I like local spots, right? So, in Vegas, there was this place called Boston Pizza, ironically enough. Not the chain. It was guys yeah. from Boston. It was, like, two dudes from Boston. And it was sort of like the – one of the – it's, like, the only sort of, like um, – restaurant that, you know, will deliver you a pizza at 3 in the morning or chicken wings. You know what yeah. I mean? It's one of those places. Lasagna. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 you know, it's, it's like a diner. Boston pizza. Man, I used to have to, like, order the pizza and then stick it in my oven for another 40 minutes after. It was just <laughs> always just soggy, yeah. man. Like, they were even East Coasters. You know, like, people, the, the, the pizza, pizza joined the The pizza hut sucked. was terrible. Yeah, yeah. All the all just crap. No, I, oh, yeah, I see, the pizza Cortez sucks too. I like. Oh no, no, no I, actually, sucks in Vegas. No, 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 no. Vegas is good food, but I went up to the guy. I go, listen, man, you had a great pizza place. Why did you put this chain in? They put like a chain restaurant in. It sucked. I'm like, God, man, I used to love that thin. Like they actually did it good at the El Cortez. They had a mom and pop shop, and they got rid of them for like one of these chains. And the chain place stinks. The food, the food I told, generally I told sucks, the owner. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, like, guys, it's the standards. New York. Like, basically, like, yeah, you go to, like, you know, they'll charge you. Like, I remember being at Mandalay Bay. And, man, I paid, like, 40 bucks or something, 35 bucks for this plate. And, dude, it was basically, like, it was like a Swiss chalet, you know, caliber. Like, you know, like, even the fancy places. Like, I've been at some fancy restaurants. I, you know, not a lot, but I lived in there. So there were a few times that I was in these so-called, 
you know, upscale, like basically like the best Indian restaurant in Vegas is the equivalent of like mall food in Mississauga. It's like square one, the Indian place. You know what I'm saying? But they charge you 38 bucks for it, right? Because, oh, this is the best place. It's like, well, I guess. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's all relative. to me because Vegas is supposed to be this town, right? But you said it. It's just they can't get their food right. I even ordered Chinese there. You have to know where to go, bro. It's it sucked. Yeah, I know. You you, you learn quick when places blow. No, you have to know, like, what style of food to eat. So, like, basically, like, me and T-Bone, like, um, you know what you eat when you're in Vegas? And it's freaking good, bro. And I love it. Like, I lived off the stuff. I ate, I basically ate the same thing every day in Vegas. I ate breakfast at IHOP. And IHOP is more than a breakfast menu, right? So, I'd have, like, the Grand Slam. I'd have, like, or Denny's. But I prefer, IHOP was my place. It was right across the street from me. So, I'd go to IHOP in the morning. And I mix it up. I get the pancakes and bacon or eggs and a cheese omelet, whatever. So I, I, that was good. But uh, you know what kicked ass there in Vegas is the, the Mexican food. Oh, yeah. You got to you 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 go. Proximity. Yeah, you, you good fight. call. California, yeah, exactly. Mexico. Like, you're, you're in Nevada. You're not getting good pizza, bro. All right? No. You're in Nevada. You, you want a good burrito? You're getting a good burrito. You know what I mean? Like, you have to – you yeah. got to embrace what they got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, true. So, I was hooked, man. Like I loved it. I used to eat the self. I used to eat the Mexican place in the Strat like three, four times a week, and that wasn't even my favorite one. The real good ones were sort of in these strip malls and stuff, right? So I'd go there when I was with T Bone a lot in his car. But um, yeah, the 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 the, the, the Tex Mex there is is great in the Southwest there, bro. It's great out there yeah. in the West Coast. Blessing took me to some bar. I think they featured it on Vegas too. It was a Cleveland Browns bar. The guy who owns it's like all yeah, Cleveland, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like and blessing told me like the pizza and wings there were like unbelievable. Like I was like, wow, man! Like we get good food here, but not like that. Like it was the professional level. You're absolutely right. I went to Buffalo. Sucks. Chinese blessing. sucks. The pizza sucks. Yeah, Southwest Dude, is like good. The, 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 the Kung Fu Panda or Panda, whatever the hell oh, yeah. it's called, is the Blows. Chinese. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant Panda or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, yeah. Blessing to took place. me. Blessing took me to Giant Panda. Yeah. Um, yeah, Blessing took me to the Bills bar once. The Bills weren't playing. We went during the week once. Um, and because uh, they had poutine. He's like, oh, they got Ooh, poutine yeah. and stuff. And they're, the, guys were from, uh, the guys were from Niagara Falls. So that was like their sort of poutine experience. It was a crappy poutine. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the thing. You know poutine. Montreal, that's poutine. You got to get that. That's top of the food chain. That smokes poutine place in Toronto, which isn't good, and they charge like ten bucks for it. It's not terrible. It's overrated. They, it's so overrated. Yeah, people it's are like, oh, it's like a great poutine. This McDonald's no, poutine is better, and it's four bucks. I, yeah, right? I know, yeah. It's actually funny. The you corporate know, so, poutine is good. The Burger King poutine's good, man. That Burger King, the gravy they bur- use, it's good, man. It was good. You know why? There's a t- ton of salt in it, man. There's something yeah, about it. Right? Like, oh, yeah. It's basically yeah. like we're like horses licking a salt brick. You're right. I remember once really remember we had that. Bur- remember we went to Burger King when we were working at the score? I was literally drinking like seven gallons of water after that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, so much exactly. salt in it. No, like, you're going to there's bed. heavy sodium intake yeah. in that. Oh, big that time. Like, you eat that every day, you're dead. Like, there's, like that's so, stuff's worse than eating KFC. But you know, it was bad. You know the, uh, you know the dickhead on uh, Pawn Stars, Rick? Yeah, uh, I got. I mean, call me Rick's a real like. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that guy. So, he actually opened up next to the Pawn Star show uh, shop. He opened up like a uh, like a, a strip mall. So it's all he owns everything in it though. Like so, basically, it's like Rick's bar. 
he's got like different stores and you know what I mean? But uh, there was a smoke. I think there's a smokes poutine there now. Like he actually sold the space to them, whatever. He said, oh, I ate wow. this poutine from Canada, from smokes. It's the best poutine in Canada. And I'm thinking, no, it's not. You know what I mean? But whatever. Good for smokes. I mean, they're hustlers, right? I mean, they're a Toronto poutine company that they got a store in Vegas now. I didn't see it, though. Like, uh, Rick was talking about it. I don't know. I, I went past that mall. I looked for it the other day, actually. The last time I was there, when we were there together, I looked for it. When we, we I was in the area. Like, I walked past that place. Couldn't, couldn't find uh, No, I didn't see any sign or anything like that. But, uh, you know, people, people, uh, people get uh, – plus – that store, it used to be like thousands of people waiting to get in, and now, now there's no one. Like you can go in there. Like, yeah, the 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 Pawn Star, the Pawn Star show, fifteen minutes of fame is over. Oh, big time! And I'll tell you another thing about Gabe. You know me; I'm a glutton. Like I like to eat everything, but I'm very simple when it comes to poutine. I want French fries, cheese, and gravy. I don't want bacon in it. I don't want sausage in it. I don't want all this crap. The problem I find with smokes a lot of the time is they they do these new trendy millennial like super meats and this crap and curried chicken and shit like it's like come on man i want french fries gravy and cheese it's pretty simple they try to they try to doctor it up too much i don't like that see here's our boy haynes saying uh oh he's right yeah i retweeted cream, cream, he makes a great point. cream or springs used to make the best beer he's right the water was crucial right. crucial now they're owned by molson Coors, and they don't use the same water the same beer water. has gone noticeably downhill as a result he's I mean, absolutely correct track. I haven't had that beer since Molson took over. So, yeah, the water is the key. I noticed the difference, too, man. I asked Kainzer. I used to be the president of the Cream War Club. It was, and, like, it was one of the best beers. Like, people from the States used to, like, bring it up there because it was so damn good. It tastes now. It just doesn't have that same taste. Water is key, man. You said it in, the, in beer and in crust. You got it, brother. Got to be the water. Now, here's our, our boy Riggs. I wanted to talk about this story yesterday. I didn't get to this, actually. And at 6 o'clock, hour, we'll get into some DFS and the best bets. But, yeah, it's a uh, tough DFS night, Canadian, right? See, only a couple games, but we'll, 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 we'll go through it. Uh, Canadian, a group of men crashed a weekend party, got too drunk, became disruptive, and were asked to leave. Uh, did you hear about the, the curling? These guys got kicked out of a curling tournament. Dudes from Calgary. Oh, of course. Yeah, curling. They're the biggest piss tanks in the world. Like yeah, but this is bags. he's a gold medalist. He, he was a gold medalist on Canada. Ryan Fry, 2014 gold medal winner and a social winner of games. And three others had to forfeit their final match at the Red Deer Curling Classic after getting too drunk. <laughs> Amazing. I like this. Uh, the facility manager, Wade Thurber, explained it to CBC Sports. It's just so Canadian, this story. They went out to curl, eh, and they were extremely drunk. <laughs> I like this. They went out to curl, and they were extremely drunk. They were breaking brooms and swearing. It was just unacceptable behavior that no one wants to watch or hear and listen to. We, it, enough was enough. There was some damage in the locker room, and other teams were complaining about their stuff being kicked around the locker room. At the end of the day, it was like, okay, enough of this gong show. Um, the committee collective decided we need to remove them uh, from the spiel. Uh, this year and what happens down the road i'm not sure yet i don't even know what a spiel is it's a bond spiel and i'll tell you about this story i know (laughs) one of the i I know honestly gabe i can't i'm glad you showed me this story i know one of these guys on this team really well jamie what personally yeah oh yes personally like i know their family like Like, i used to live in he's one of the guys that was a boot yes yeah he got asked oh yeah he's part of the team oh yeah no i used to and i used covered i told you back, back when i was like doing like new sports there all my stories from, from curling because that's the only thing the territories could play in, right? They can't compete in hockey. There's nobody there, right? So you got grab a team and they all curl. Yeah, I know this guy really well. Like, let me tell you, 
the booze that I went through, that yellow knife curling club, I've never seen anything like it. Like, I'm surprised people didn't die of alcohol poisoning. That's the best. <laughs> He's in the story. <laughs> I know their whole family. Yeah, his sister's actually like a, she's a, like a Canadian contender, too. Like, they always represent, the, you know how they have the, the Briar and the Scott Tournament of Hearts for the best teams in the country? So they're always, their family, the Cooies, are always, like, representing uh, that area up north. Wow. That's and he, awesome. And he moved, uh, he moved Alberta. <laughs> These guys were wasted, man. You said it like they were. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we're sorry, yeah, man. Fry, we're pissed. Fry, Fry's <laughs> a member of Brad Jacobs' team, otherwise known as the Badass of Curling, released statement to CBC apologizing to the fans, opponents, and organizers. I came to the event to play and enjoy the sport. My actions were truly disrespectful and embarrassing. The committee was right to disqualify us. I allowed myself to lose control, and I offended people with my actions. I wish nothing more than to apologize to everyone individually. I will be taking proper steps to ensure this problem can never happen again. And I will strive to become a better version of myself, contributing positively to the sport and curling community that I love so much. Don't be wow. too hard on yourself. Like. Yeah, seriously, man. Like, curling, bro. It, like you it, said, it's hey. a booze bag sport. <laughs> it got the thing is, these guys are pros. They're pros, right? Yeah. So no, they're the little, best curlers. They're the best, like, yeah. world contenders. Guys are like, gold represent in the Olympics. Yeah. It's one uh, of the cool, best yeah, curlers in the guys, world. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, like, they take these, these turn like, it's like showing up drunk to a game. Like it was, it was, it, it yeah. was very unprofessional what they did. Like I get it that they got smashed, but it seems Cam that they basically got smashed for like four days straight. And yeah, they like, run I guess. Yeah, this is just one story. If you dig in deeper, like they threatened people, like they told people f off. They were drunk. They were like, you got a problem with that? You know what I mean? Like, the best hey. is the best is the guy who kicked him out. He goes like, they they were so drunk, we probably did them a favor. Like these guys were like <laughs> blind drunk. <laughs> That's the I best. Like, I, like, you've shown up for a hockey Cam, game, like, doing were, stuff after a party, but not like this. Like, I was 14. Yeah. Listen, exactly. I'll admit, I did acid before a hockey game a couple of times. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> like, but I was a kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but. <laughs> but the thing is, <clears throat> they didn't hide it. Like, they. There's all kinds of pictures on their Twitter account of them looking all wasted and stuff, and they're all smiling. Like, uh, Canadian boys being boys. Yep. That's why I tell them, don't be so hard on yourself, boys. Exactly. <laughs> go to go to go to the bar and yeah, you know, talk about it. <laughs>